Yeah, Paul would say that another round of snow is just starting here in downtown Minneapolis. And then he's leaving, you know what I'm saying? He would say that. Mm-hmm. Final hour of the Lake Show. Now, you're on News Talk 830 WCCO, which means it's our first opportunity in the new year to chat with our guy, Michael Rand Randball from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, he joins us courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. I know he's probably recovering from all of the festivities on New Year's Eve, but uh, Randball, happy to have you back, man. Good to be back. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, any anything special that you did over the course of the uh, the holiday season? I I don't think I've talked to you since uh, before <laughs> Christmas, but uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve, or is it just kind of uh, laying low with the kids and in the family? Yeah, most of it was kid related. Like we did a we did like a night in a hotel at the Splash Pad in Mall of America. Just kind of a bunch of bunch of fun stuff. We didn't really travel much, so we tried to try to make some experiences around here. And I think we think we did pretty good. Just that's had cool. a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Well, look, I, I wanted to have you on tonight to talk about the uh, the Vikings and uh, the Timberwolves, and we will get to both of those squads. But I do want to get your just your reaction. To the biggest story in sports, and it was the biggest story last night about yeah. DeMar Hamlin and just your reaction to it all. I mean, via like how you reacted to everything happening uh, live in the moment with the the National Football League and Monday Night Football to maybe like the reactions around the country because, you know, it was me and Patrick Royce and Jace Frederick and all of those individuals at the Wolves game. And me oh, and yeah. Jace, me and Jace, we always share a television and a monitor and we always kind of watch other things going on as well as the Wolves game. And in real yeah. time, man, like we're having, we're talking through this, and then everybody's getting together at halftime of the Wolves game in the media room, and just everybody's just like shocked and stunned. And so, what, what was, I guess, what was your reaction as the way things kind of played out last night? Um, you know, I think there's a couple things. One was just like the shock of everything that's going on, right? Just like watching everything happen, and it's like, well, what is going on? Like, how, you know, you've seen, you know, you've seen players get, you know, you've seen injuries before, but you got a pretty good sense right away that this was a lot different than that. And so then it was just like, well, what's, you know, how serious is this? You just wor- you're just worried about the person more than you, you know, you think about anything else. And, but you still try to process it, right? It's like, it's like, it's like nothing you've ever seen. So it's just, you know, it's just a, I don't know. And then, then kind of the aftermath, the reaction, I find myself gravitating towards, like people who I could imagine <clears throat> being in that situation, right? Like I didn't want to hear from, I, I never want to hear from Skip Bayless, but you know, he was, he was making himself, a, making a fool of himself on Twitter. But I, you know, I, I wanted to hear from players. I wanted to hear from people who understood what that was like. And I'm not, you know, that's not me. Like I, I can empathize, but I, I don't know what it's like to think about what that would have been like. So I find myself, I found myself gravitating towards like, people who had played the game, people who were who people who were gonna understand the gravity and the humanity of the situation. Yeah. It, it was just a scary situation for, 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 for anybody to watch, right? Like yeah. like I th- yeah. I think in that moment it was the majority of everybody out there in the world that was acknowledging and saw and seeing what was happening in real time was generally interested and invested in this young man living through this and he's still yeah. not out he's still yeah. not he's not out of the woods yet but but it, no. it you know but it, it's one of those things where i think that people are generally they're invested in the best out, outcome possible yeah i think so i mean, you see people like they want to you know they go into helper mode you see people like making donations to his you know toy drive from a couple of years ago that's like over millions of dollars now they just want to do something like you feel helpless when you're watching someone 
laying on the ground or, you know, just when something like that is so, so shocking has happened, you want to do, feel like you have some measure of control or can do something about something. Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, speaking of doing something, what the heck are the Minnesota Vikings going to do? That was that was a <laughs> that was a gut punch on on Sunday. Like I don't think that anybody would have said, "Yeah, we're we're surprised that the Packers beat the Vikings at Lambeau." No, because I predicted that the Packers would slip by the Vikings on Sunday. I didn't anticipate that. I didn't anticipate it looking that bad. I didn't anticipate no. that the uh, that the defense would. Well, the defense has been playing poorly. I didn't anticipate that the offense would struggle to the degree that it did. But that was a bloodbath on Sunday. Your thoughts on just where the Vikings are at as they're winding down the season? Well, the biggest problem for me right now is, I mean, basically, the I just wonder if the season, you know, not ended, but if the season turned completely on that one play. Right, you had. It was still just seven to three. The Vikings were moving the ball. They had, you know, a fourth down play. Cousins throws it into traffic. It's returned for a pick six. And on that play, Ryan O'Neill gets hurt. And now we find out he's out, basically out for the season. He's on injured reserve unless they make it to the Super Bowl without Brian O'Neill, which is very unlikely to me because you need all the help you can get on the offensive line. All of a sudden, that game gets out of control. And you're wondering, how are they going to be able to block anybody of merit? anywhere down the stretch here because i mean you know Ole udo he'll try hard and he's you know he's a big body but he's not brian o'neill and the offensive line was already having some problems they're down to their third string center right now you don't know when bradbury's coming back i don't feel like um derisaw has been the same player since his two concussions um you know ingram's been tough they had been having you know his own rookie problems all year so i feel like the biggest thing for me now isn't so much that like having the They've, had, they've given up 33-point leads in three of the last seven games. Um, that's a problem. But the biggest problem to me is what shape is this offensive line in going forward? Because that's, that's been such a problem for them at various points in the last several years. And you thought maybe they had some things figured out now, and now they're just, now they're just decimated. Yeah, I just, I, I'm concerned about this offensive line. I, I'm really concerned about the defense. The defense, it seems like from one week to the next, is leaking and leaking and leaking. And let's be honest, I think the majority of the time over the course of the season, the defense and what they've been doing, it's been it's been camouflaged by the fact that Justin Jefferson has had an amazing MVP yep. season. Kirk Cousins has been able to pull this team out of some 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 tough spots, and and Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook's been mm-hmm. been solid when you need him to be. But I think that the offense has very much bailed out the defense in a lot of spots. Yeah, and Jefferson's bailed out the offense, you know, kind of in general. Like, how, how good he is. Like, if you – I wrote about this, like, several weeks ago, even when things were going better. Like, what is – like, what's the identity of this team? What do they do well? And, like, statistically, I mean, they're good in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't know if that's, like, something that's just a byproduct of, of something, if it's a fluke, what it is. You know, they're good in turnover differential, things like that. They don't commit a lot of penalties. Like that, they're disciplined. I get that. But like they're, they're, their only real, like tangible identity is that Justin Jefferson is amazing. Like nothing else about this team really is, you know, really is a standout. It really is like this, you know, this this great thing you have going for you. So when he gets shut down, like he did against the Packers, you're going nowhere. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That that's a great point because he has been that good. All right. Uh, speaking of another team. Um, here in the market that hasn't been good. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they did win last mm. night over yeah. the um, over a good team, a really good team in the Denver Nuggets, 124-111. to 111. Denver just seemed off the entire night. I'm not trying to take away from what the Wolves were able to do in last night's game. 
But I think that last night th- there was there was one thing that was a great sign, and I think that we all should be in love with is the fact that look, we know that Anthony Edwards is a superstar, an emerging superstar. We know how mm-hmm. good he is. We know how talented he is. But last mm-hmm. night he had that moment where he said, "I'm putting the team on my back. I'm yeah. not walking out of here a loser." And look, we we can sit here, and I know at times we we. We will watch, you know, in Target Center, and I'll look at, you know, whoever is in the building, whether it's you or it's uh, John Krasinski or whoever, and we'll be like, man, that's a fourth shot from from and, or that's a bad shot, or, you know what I'm saying? He's got to attack the basket. But forget all of that, like, me trying to put him under the microscope that way. I just love the fact that he said, man, win or, man, win or lose, I'm doing something different here because what we've been doing for the last six games that have been losses, we're not yeah. doing that tonight. I, I love that mentality of I'm a dog, I'm ride or die, and if the ship is going down, I'm absolutely going to be the person that's going to at least try to put the team on my back. Yeah, and if you know if any of this gets us closer to the point where not only is this his team, which I think it has been for a little while now, but where he is – point ant where he is handling the ball a lot of the time and they don't even need, you know, maybe they need a true point guard, but they don't need, you know, someone else like D'Angelo Russell to kind of facilitate. If he's got the ball in his hand and he can attack and he can score, he can distribute, he can be the player you want him to be kind of that Dwayne Wade type of player, Donovan Mitchell type of player, that's only going to accelerate the growth of this team. So I think that's exciting. I think, I think they found some things about energy last night. It was interesting that D'Lo was a, uh, a late, uh, late scratch with an illness. I found that to be um, – I've got conspiracy theories about that, that that was a uh, – Oh, no, no. It's, and, uh, it's more than a conspiracy theory. Like, I, I've been kind of diving into that a little bit. No, you're on to something there. Yeah, it, was, it seemed like a, a nice, convenient little uh, veteran, uh, veteran night. It was, it, was a, it was a veteran benching without a benching to me. But, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was just an interesting night to watch who got the minutes, who played hard. And I thought Finch had a good quote after the game about how, you know, Jaden McDaniels had a great game, but he doesn't have great games unless the ball moves. And that, the ball moved in that game. And so if you want to watch going forward when this team is playing well, Jaden McDaniels is involved because he doesn't get involved unless the ball is moving. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, you know, as we look at how this team is going to scratch and claw out of it, I mm-hmm. do think that the D-Lo thing, since you brought it up, I think that that is interesting because I think that that is the thing that this team lacks. Like, we we can sit here and we can talk about point. I think this team needs a true point guard. They don't need a combo guard. They don't need mm-hmm. they don't need the guy. Look, and to me, a combo guard is a guy that's going to shoot more than he distributes. Right. I'm not right. – like, like point guards are guys that can do both. Like, they can score the basketball when they need to. But that's not where their head is, the mindset. We need a true point guard. Now, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know if they're going to try to take money that that would typically go to D'Angelo Russell and with him being a free agent, you know, shift that somewhere else. But we need that person because, to me, that person is the type of individual that will elevate this franchise uh, for years to come. Well, you even see it when Jordan McLaughlin is healthy. When he runs the offense, it runs pretty smooth. Like the, I hate to say it because, you know, I didn't think it was – all that big of a deal at the time, but man, Tyus Jones would look good on this team. You know, someone that just is so solid and runs the offense with a team of team of stars around him. He would fit in so well with what they're doing right now. But I, I get your point. Like someone who is actual point guard who knows how to 
not only command the offense, but knows how to command some respect. I think they've, they've been lacking some leadership this year has been part of the problem. And maybe some of that's starting to emerge right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Well, uh, Ramball, I appreciate the time tonight, man. Be well, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right, thanks, H. Lake. Take care. All right, take care. That's Michael Rand Ramball. Give him a follow on Twitter, but uh, most importantly, check out the podcast and his fine work for the Minneapolis Star Tribune.